Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 15 of the Phone Buzz Podcast, recorded December 3rd of 2019. The show is brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz Podcast for all the latest news and extra content from the podcast. We've got a great show for you tonight. The hottest phone to come out in <laughs> South Af- America uh, isn't a burner phone. Apple might switch up their launch strategy, and Christian drops some bombshell news on the latest phone move. Ooh. My name is Evan Krauss. I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How are you doing, man? I'm not bad. Good, good. Oh, you guys and, uh, did that so well. It went I know. So well look, we time. actually did it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ruined it because yes, I said that. Exactly. No, it's okay. And then, uh, of course, Christian Crawford. How's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Good. You guys Finally. got any juicy stories this week? Well, that aren't what happened tonight. Yeah, we'll, say, we'll we, get into that. We just went through Black Friday. We did go through Black Friday. Uh, it was a lot of... Happened. What's the word I'm looking for? Fun? Controlled chaos. Controlled chaos. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Uh, like, obviously, we were super busy, and it was just like back-to-back customers, you know? No break in between, but I think it went by fairly quick. Yeah, I'd say it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't have it too bad. I mean, yeah. Thursday was slower than I expected. Friday was what I expected, and then... Yeah. Uh, I wasn't there Saturday, but you guys could yeah. fill me in on if Saturday was crazy or not, or more like Friday. Uh, Saturday, maybe I'm thinking of Sunday morning. I think it was Sunday morning we opened. No, it was Saturday morning. We opened up an hour early, and it was dead in the store. Like, there was nobody in there. That's So, I wasn't there this year. That's how, like, the last three years I've worked have been. It's Nobody actually knows we opened that early. So, yeah, it's exactly. like, it's just a wasted hour. Yeah, and then it cranked up super, you know, super hardcore, like, in the middle of the day, but... Uh, there's this guy coming through, really nice uh, older gentleman, and I was just selling a phone to him because he was the only one on mobile. And he was like, did I miss out on any of the deals? And I was like, no, <laughs> like actually not really. I mean, some of the doorbusters were gone, of course, and some of the other sales were, you know, like just had no product in store. But overall, he had 90% of the same sales, and he got to walk around the store with nobody else there. <laughs> pretty, much. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, that man won Black Friday. He did yes, win he did. Black Friday. He won day. <laughs> we um, uh, should we say yours first or mine? Uh, or ours? <laughs> we'll uh, we'll do mine. We'll do mine next. You okay, do, you do yours first. Okay, so um, tonight I I had a customer that came in, um, and I'd actually upgraded his son and his wife, and actually his son's girlfriend before. Um, and of course. Everyone has heard the, the, the term, I am the walking error, um, which, of that course, it showed tonight. It's pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, but he came in, just tried to do a basic upgrade, and essentially we tried to – he was on a flex lease, so that means in, in order to have to uh, upgrade, he has to either pay off the device or ship it back. Okay, Classic. cool, not a problem. Went to go sh- do the ship back option, and it was popping up an error. Uh-oh. So that meant calling Sprint. So that is Which is where, everyone's favorite thing to do. And that's, of course, where it all real, really started. <laughs> it was just a cluster of, of uh, just problem after problem, and I was getting the workaround. People were sending me different places. It was just like, I need someone to figure this out. And so thank... What was the initial error, though? It was just saying it could not be... It was not eligible to trade in, like, to give back. 
So my first instincts are wrong. I mean, I on the account and which That's, is what, which I was thinking. Yeah. So I made the call first to figure that out. And figured they out. were, they figured out, <laughs> they were like, they thought that that was actually right. And like, it was right. It showed on their side, the exact same I mean, I, but what had happened, what had happened was, what had happened was, um, he actually had done a lost or stolen claim, which, <laughs> used the wrong I mean, on the account. Of course, the phone he had was not that. Yeah. So that was a problem. Um, let, oh, it was just crazy. And I was like, okay, I need Christian to fix this. Like Christian, <laughs> he's like the smoothest talker ever. And these are all things where I have not like dealt with that before. So here comes Christian to save the day. Ish. Ish. And he worked his magic and we finally figured it out. But it, what? It took like probably 40 minutes of you trying and kept asking the sales rep to get you to a manager. Yeah, so she would not do it. When I came on the scene, I arrived. I pulled up my car. When I <laughs> when I arrived on the scene, um, he was getting the workaround from a sprint rep. So Terrible. like he was saying earlier, um, on the 18-month flex lease, which is not a great plan unless you get a phone every year, um, if you pay out the full 18-month duration, um, you still are leasing the phone technically, so you could pay that out indefinitely. So you could be paying, you know, two thousand dollars for an iPhone six by this point, which he pretty much was. Um, but you have the option to, like Evan said, trade it back into them at no cost if you've already done the eighteen months or past twelve months. And so the the hiccup was they were trying to get us to pay two hundred ten dollars for an iPhone six plus that he had bought back in twenty fifteen. And like I explained to the lady on the phone four times, I'm like, "Look, this is not how a sprint flex lease works. Like, I don't think you understand what's going on here." And I quote, "I have worked here for four years. You are not wrong, or you are not right." He goes, "He goes." And there was a point where he's like, "Now you can pay off up to twelve, or like you once you're twelve months in, you can you can trade it in, right?" He said, "No." I am right. <laughs> she just, she would, every time I stopped talking, she was like, okay, well, what oh, we're going to have to do is take the payment. I'm not trying to do an accident. I'm, we got to take the payment and you know, that's how you can get a trade in for the phone. And I was like, no, either this is your first day or you're just dumb. He like literally, he literally <laughs> said like, this is either your first shift or, <laughs> or you need to give me your manager. And again, like it wasn't like I was immediately like, like getting in her face, but I asked like three times. I'm like, Hey, just, we're clearly not on the same page. Please just give me to a supervisor. Cause like nothing's going to happen right here. And like, she just kept repeating that same stupid shit. And I was like, just put me through to a supervisor. And so she's like, okay, hold on. I was like, okay, maybe eventually she's going to use maybe a supervisor maybe get hung up on yeah exactly. yeah i was like looking i was like all right we're 47 minutes in don't screw this up and uh she comes on the phone two minutes later and she's like so what i can do for you is i can offer you 50 percent off the phone cost and i'm like no 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 you're not getting it he doesn't owe a single cent to you right now and she's like well the most we can do is 50 cents and so i again it took like eight times me just pleading i'm just get me a supervisor Finally got through to a supervisor. Um, she was really helpful. Again, I, I was really nice to her. I'll be nice if you just you know want to work with do me. Do what you're supposed to do. Yeah, and but it, it ended up being, um, she's like, what, what ended up happening? Um, she talked to Asurion because the guy's phone was traded back but not traded back. And it was just, a, it was a cluster F, as Evan said, of like what IMEI actually needs to be on there. And so she gave me the IMEI of the phone that's supposed to be trade ineligible. So I put it into Core Blue to see um, if it would work, and of course it says 
uh, find my iPhone is activated. So you can't do a trade back <laughs> on those. And we don't have the phone to unactivate it. So he's like, all right, whatever. I'll just pay like the 105 and we'll just get this over with. So we ended up doing the payment on the phone. And then at the end of it, she's like, okay, so you're going to see a credit for 105 on the bill. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. Are you telling me you're going to charge him $105 right now and then you're going to charge him $105 on the bill? Like you're going to charge him the full 210? And she's like, no, 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 no. You're going to pay 105 now and you'll see a credit back for 105. So it's going to zero out. And I go, why didn't you just say that in the first place? Like I was on the phone with her specifically for like another 50 minutes and she could have said that an hour ago this had all happened i had been on the phone for probably about 45 minutes before all of this started before i made that next call and then had to pull the big guns in and bring christian it was ridiculous and luckily he is the nicest person ever luckily i the guy that we were working with yeah yeah, i personally knew him like i know his family um so like we're we're close and he's just he's the best person ever he's great yeah so again always happens to the really nice customers it's never it's never the a-holes that like you get caught in this all of our like me and you our situations have been with the best people like like the um the the port problem the what the port the The port port family oh god yeah yeah Yeah. it's just like whenever zach Zach was on that one too the the port with the the next day yeah that was like a whole department thing it was do you remember that no there was the people that gave us the slim gyms Oh yeah, yeah. I was barely in that, but I, I think know. you finalized it. Yeah, I think so too. But I mean, I I came in, and I was like, oh, this is all we have to do. Like, it's not this, a, these guys <laughs> are stupid. This is easy. <laughs> like, it's not a big deal, and we yeah, we got it finished out. But I I forgot all about that actually. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's always those ones. But. It is. What about you, Christian? What about me? Like, what is your juicy story? Because me and Zach know. Oh, yeah. Um, well, Zach knows now. <laughs> I'm excited to, to as hear of, about this. As of five minutes ago, I found out. So for 22 years of my life, 23 years of my life, I have lived as a straight man. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and this a uh, couple days ago, I decided to purchase the open box Pixel 4 XL from, from uh, our place of work. So yeah, I am now a uh, I'm proud uh, Pixel owner, Pixel Four XL. So yes, and to all the people who are just <laughs> listening on this episode, um, please revert back to the other episode one, epi- <laughs> the other fourteen episodes we had where Christian has periodically bashed this phone. Mm-hmm. This phone is ah, I can't even, I can't even. <laughs> and when I of course you bought it, of all yeah. people, of course Christian yeah. got it. Yeah, yeah. Now. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna yeah. jump back in. Uh-huh. Um, also, if you've listened to like the last three, you've heard the word Neil or the name Neil. Yeah. Um, he had roasted it many <laughs> times after listening to not just our pos- podcast, but actually having it. Yeah. And the man still decided to buy it. Did he buy one today? Yeah. What? Wait, he bought a second one? No. Oh, so you said today. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no, okay. he he had one in the past. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. Okay. I asked that because he came in again today and he's like... He was looking for it. Because, okay, yeah. I, I slowly pulled out of my pocket. I, I did that thing. I was like, name something that rhymes with orange. Because yeah. I, I got the orange Pixel 4 XL. And he looks at me. He's like, you mother... Because that's the one he was wanting to buy, open box. So he's still kind of looking at it. I think he's going to get it, probably. But. You should sell to him for a bus open box. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'd be a pretty baller move, but... Uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna dig into that pretty heavy um, here later on. But um, two pages worth. Yeah, two pages worth. But yeah, Pixel Four XL is now residing in my pocket, and it's uh it's been something. It's something, all right. So, all right, shall we get into the phone buzz fake news, boys? Phone buzz fake news. I'm looking forward to this one. It's a it's a great news story. So, 
Um, if this is your first time tuning in to the Phone Buzz podcast, um, we do a segment called Phone Buzz Fake News. <laughs> what we do here is we find a story from uh, from the tech world, and uh, it might seem outlandish, but there's some nuggets and truth uh, nuggets of truth in it. And so I'm going to read it out to Zach and Evan, and their goal is to figure out what's fake news and what's real news. All right, let's do it. So this story actually comes from uh, one of our listeners and one of our coworkers, Daniela. Um, she actually um, sent this story to me, so shout out, yo. All right, so this is called the cocaine phone. Um, <laughs> in the quiet hours of the dwindling sun, do you ever just look down at your precious $1,000 phone and think, man... I wish I could easily snort some coke off this thing, all while keeping my data and privacy safe and secure. Well, apparently you're not the only one. Frustrated by overpriced and under-secure offerings from the likes of Apple and Samsung, Robert Escobar, brother of Pablo Escobar, yes, that Pablo Escobar, unveiled the first phone from his new company dubbed the PE Fold 1, which stands for, you guessed it, Pablo Escobar. Get ready to ingest some booger sugar alongside this pristine device. <laughs> Featuring gold plating, quad camera setup, and a futuristic fold design. And if you're comfortable handing your credit card info over to a company that I'm 99% sure is funding the cartel, the PE Fold 1 will run you a measly $499. So wow. We'll, we'll, yeah. Wow, that yeah. was a lot. Yeah, I was, uh, I was shocked when I read the news. <laughs> Honestly, I'm very confused on what might even be real. <laughs> That's the great thing about this one. I just want to say, oh, this All is of it is real. Fake. I think it's all, a it's a good fifty fifty split, honestly. I'm assuming that um I'm assuming this is real. Oh, what? it's gonna be. Like the phone The like, phone he, does he created a phone, but I don't think it's named that. The phone does exist and it is named that. I'm assuming it's okay. not gold plated. In what way? It's probably fake gold. It's not real gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is correct. You guys are right. Cool. Good job. I bet it does not have a quad camera setup. I bet also correct. It, oh. It's got a dual camera setup. But I bet it does fold. It does fold. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm on. I'm on to something. Yeah, you're on I'm a roll, man. You're on I'm a roll. I'm through it. I have a feeling it's not called the Fold One though. I bet the name Pablo Escobar is in it, but it's not the Fold One. That is actually the full name. The P E no Fold way. One. That's the name. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, what did I miss? It's Dingus. Not, it's not five hundred. Okay. Okay. So it's not five hundred dollars. How much is it? It's. I bet it's like seven fifty. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It's three hundred forty nine bucks. What the? Not even kidding. Not even what? kidding. What? Three hundred forty nine dollars to get the, the cocaine phone. This is a huge credit card scam. I'm hundred percent. Hundred percent. Again, that money is going hundred percent to the cartel. Yeah, you were no doubting that. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, also that real. That being said, I um, just go to Walmart, get a little Visa card, <laughs> one time payment, buy me a three hundred phone. <laughs> I'm good. So Zach can snort some cocaine. I was like, geez. So I think that's actually, I think you guys got them all. Well done. Well done, we boys. We did it. We're getting better. We're getting better. <laughs> you guys nailed it. Episode after episode. So this thing, okay, this is one of those times where if you've never clicked on the link that we provided in an episode, you absolutely have to because the website is bonkers. First of all, like the the landing page for the for the phone is just like a bunch of like, naked chicks not fully naked but it's not safe for work like advertising the phone and there's like guns like that. pointed at them and oh stuff and like gold everywhere like it is bizarre it's exactly what you expect from a pablo escobar phone that's crazy it's nuts and then also the uh so robert escobar uh his brother 
under his name on the About Us page on that website, it says that he's the former chief of assassins for the Medellin cartel, which is I've heard about absolutely that. bonkers. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, that's what he actually did, but it says it. It's just like, yeah, he was like uh, he's like open, head assassin. He's open about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the insane thing. Um, what are you going to do? Take him down? No. No. He'll take you down. Have you ever watched the show uh, Dark Tourist? Yes. I haven't. I love it. It's so good. Such you, a good show. Have you I seen the, the episode yep, on yeah, so they go and see um, like uh, Pablo Escobar's former hitman, but like that entire neighborhood and like city like reveres him as a god, oh, Pablo yeah, Escobar, because no. like even though he was a awful drug lord, like he, he brought was... a bunch of money into the region and stuff, and like put people through like college School. and shit. Like he built schools and yeah. stuff like that. Like he was still a very good person, but like he did. Very oh, he's bad things. absolutely awful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. awful. But <laughs> <laughs> but like it's so weird because like uh, yeah, you can just put on your webpage that you were the former chief of assassins. And uh, it's totally cool. I bet this is. I bet there are going to be a lot of people that buy this phone only because <laughs> it has that that name. Yeah, I kind of oh, yeah. want to buy it because it has that name. So before you go out and buy it, though, uh, so I was looking at the web page and I saw the phone and I saw the back design on it, and I th- I was saying to myself, this looks a lot like something I've seen before, and I so I do a quick Google search for the Royal Flex Pi, which was like oh yeah the first foldable smartphone, quote unquote. And sure enough, it's the exact same thing. So I think what they did is I think they just like souped up a version of it or like redesigned the back or the the outside of it. Because if you search Royal Flex Pi phone, it is the exact same thing. It's got the same camera layout. It's got the same hinge design. It's the same thing. That blew my mind when I noticed it. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yep. Get yourself a uh, booger sugar phone (laughs) that you can uh, snort cocaine off. No problem. Shall we get into the first actual news of the... Oh, wait, hold up. Evan's got the site pulled up, so... Again, pull up the site and follow along with us, but... Uh, That's crazy. It is pre- Okay, describe describe the photo face. you were seeing in front yes. of you, Zach. So the first... Or Evan. Oh, okay, go ahead. <laughs> One of you. Yeah. So it, <laughs> it is a... The back... The phone folded up in the back of it with a camera. Uh, each corner has a... <laughs> young attractive female uh with it in their mouth and then one of them has a gun held up to their both cheek. of them have a gun up to their cheek both have a gun i didn't see the second gun oh my god this they're biting this phone and then the next one of course is just them in like lingerie. okay if you just took if you took the phone out of that photo it's just a victoria's secret ad that's all it is minus the it's, guns it's, minus a, car- it's a victoria's secret like geared geared towards the cartel yeah that one yeah you see what I'm saying? That is so weird. Yeah, uh, go check out the website if you're not at work. But <laughs> yeah, if someone cannot see your phone, go ahead. Do it. <laughs> it is, but it is the boldest strategy I've ever seen to sell a phone. A phone, and I'm definitely about to go buy one. Yes. Maybe if Pixel did one of these, they could sell a couple devices. But ooh, there is a picture here that with a case on the back of it. It looks really nice too. Oh, yeah, he's looking at the case. Yeah, he is. No, I mean it's it's. Dingleberry. Oh, oh no, he actually is. Okay. Yeah, that's all that's there. There's no women on <laughs> it. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh my god. Again, please go look at that. We'll uh, we'll post the link on our Twitter page. It's uh it's some gold, but literally, <laughs> literally. And they're biting it. <laughs> and they're biting. Weird, weird marketing. Shall we get into the first actual news story of the week, boys? Let's do it. Let's do it. So a new report from and this is uh, from Android Authority, actually the original article, but. A new report from J.P. Morgan suggests that Apple may move to a staggered iPhone release strategy starting in 2021. 
It's rumored that the quote-unquote plain-numbered iPhone would release in the spring, similar to how Samsung releases their S lineup, with the Pro series following the usual September cycle that we're used to. Um, Alternatively, they may move to a full lineup in the spring with the S versions launched in September. So kind of immediately strike some questions. Um, Out of those two strategy, uh, which do you guys prefer? Do you prefer like having the number one first and then the Pro lineup second? Or do you prefer having the full lineup in the beginning and then the S series second? Go. I would say that... mm, I don't know. I would say the S series second. Really? Um, Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like the whole idea of like splitting it up, especially when you're looking at like an iPhone. Um, Because like just thinking about the iPhone 11 and the the 11 Pros, they're just... I don't know. It just doesn't seem Apple-esque of them to do that. To... To put like the 11 in the beginning and then the pro in the back. Yeah, I feel like they would want to put the the best one first and then say, oh, hey, look, all the people who can't afford that, look, there's this option. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. What, what do you think, Zach? Which um, one do you prefer? I'm opposite of Evan. Me too. I think that the plain one first and then the S series second is, or like the better one, the pro series second is yeah. the better route. And the only reason why I say that is because you either – you have the latest and greatest phone every single year or you like flex to the 11. Uh, even where we work, there's there's plenty of people out there that like, they might have the iPhone 10. They're like, oh, I want to go to the 11. Yeah. Then it's two years older, but you're mm-hmm. still downgrading your phone if you go in from a, a 10 a, to the 11. Kinda. In a sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and when that's stated, then they end up going with the Pro Series anyway. So when you do the 11 and one and the pros and the other, you can stay in the respective family that you've kind of been thinking about. Yeah. But you still have the ability to move out. And whichever way you go, you still get the yearly upgrade cycle too. That's a good point. Whereas yeah. if you go... Because the, the only thing they do is the, what they do, the S-series, it's the same phone. It's just a little tiny enhancement. So like, if you want the latest and greatest, like there's no point to go up to an S and if you do, you're always going to have to like do the pay up if you're financing and things like that. Yeah. I just don't think it'd be a good business model to run that route. Whereas you could run two different, completely different series at two different points in the year. Like Samsung does with their S and their notes. I was going to say that's a, that's a good analogy. Cause yeah, you do have those, those note diehards that are always going to get a note phone and you rarely see people go from an S to a note series. It's more going from a note to an S series. So they could follow a similar strategy in that in that regard. Um, I agree too. Like I, going from going from three phones in a year to six phones in a year is just absolutely bonkers. And this kind of goes into the second question here, because um, like it's already confusing enough for like they have one release time per year, which is September. It's always been September. Like the only time they strayed away from that was for the iPhone SE in 2016, and that was like March. Like that's the only time. And so you still get people that come in in like November and December and they're like, oh, I don't want to buy an iPhone because there's going to be a new one that's going to come out next month. And you're like, well, no, like it always comes out in the fall. Like it's still really fresh. So I agree. I, I like the I like splitting it up with 11 in the beginning and then pro in the back. Um, the article mentioned and the article I already mentioned is from Android Authority, but um, they said one of the reasons they agree with that strategy is to um, – kind of bolster staggered sales because iPhones always like fluctuate really hardcore in the fall and then they kind of drop in the spring. Um, But one thing I really disagree with is they also suggested that this strategy would reduce market confusion. And I'm just asking you guys, do you agree with that? Like, do you think if they were to release staggered cycles that it would be 
better to or easier to understand it for the consumer or more difficult? Difficult. I yeah. think it'd be easier. Really? I don't know. Interesting. You, people right. still think like, how many times do people ask, well, when does the new iPhone drop? And you say September. Yeah. And the next, you know, like a month from now, they come back in and they ask the same question. It's like <laughs> that, that is very hard to remember if there's, especially if there's now two. Yeah. And if one's in one, you know, one uh, season, one's in another, no one's going to remember that. That's going to be hard. There are going to be a lot of people who get very confused about that. Yeah. See, I think it's the opposite. We have people come in all the time. They're, they, like you, like you mentioned, though, they're like, what's the new iPhone? And then you have to stand there and you have to tell them the difference between the 10R, the 10S, 10S Max, or now the 11, the 11 Pro, the 11 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. So then you have to like kind of tell them the difference of all three. Then they're like, wait, so this one's smaller, costs more money, but this one's bigger and costs less money, but has a worse screen. This one has a better screen. This one has less cameras. This one has more cameras. Wait, and the only difference between these two is the screen size? But you I got to have... take a swig after that. Oh, my God. <laughs> If that's what I'm saying. That was pretty mm-hmm. stressful, wasn't it? It was pretty stressful. Uh, Just a wee bit. You could say in the spring, you all you have to worry about is telling your difference between your 10R to the 11 to the 12. And then the fall, all you have to do is tell your difference between your Pro, your 10S, your new 12 Pro or whatever they call it. Yeah, but so like <laughs> you're only every time a year, you're only you're taking the economic version more or less in the spring and just kind of going through those. Well, that's not in necessarily the fall, gonna, you're only telling the difference between the pro models. That's not necessarily going to change because no matter when you How have it, it there's still going to be all of the phones behind it. You're no, going to have to Yeah, you like our Apple table where we where we work. You still have the XR on it. You have the 11 11 Pro 11 Pro Max. If you're just going to keep pushing them in a cycle where like for example, on that table the XR is going to go away, the 11 is going to go there, and then it's going to work the way around. Well, You're going to st- we don't no know matter, that, though. Mo- that's just how it's been. Like, so I will say, that- with, the, with the strategy you presented, Zach, it would be like... Basically, what, it's, I'm, it's, what I'm thinking would be like when the new 12, just the 12 launched, yeah. they would get rid of the 10R, they would get rid of the 11, we would just have the 12 they could do. Then, in the, in the fall, they would just have the the pros kind of like they were running like they would they would run one series at a time until they sold out the old one but what you were saying was like you wouldn't have to explain because earlier you're saying the difference between like the 11 pro max 11 pro 11 10r you know 10s 10s max you would still have all those phones in the lineup exactly though. that's what i'm saying like, like you would you still, still have, have to, all these to describe like the only way you could not have to do that is if it was like the samsung things were um if you kind of rule out one already just based on the conversation with the customer, if you rule out one series already, then you don't have to talk about the other one. So I don't know. It, you still have all the phones in lineup. You have to explain no matter how you go about it. Exactly. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say. But, but that's only for like right now too, though. Like when we get two years into that model, like it would almost be, cause like, like you, the first year is going to be confusing. Yes. Cause you're still going to have like, the pros meshing in, but like yeah. what I would see is they would just kick out all the older economic versions and they would just run an economic version of one year. They would just run the pro version in one year. They're never going to just stop cycle that. them out because that's what they do. That's what they still kind of do besides the 10 R no, like, because the they still promote and the 10 S max are still on sale, but it's not like it's only until supplies run out. But like whether that, whether or not you think about it like this, you there, there are reasons why these retail stores, like where we work at, they still have the eight. They're still pushing for people to buy the eight. That's why they're still shipping it to us. So that's 
the there's always going to be those older phones that are still incorporated in the lineup that you're still going to have to talk about. You're yeah, still going to have the customers that, 100%. It's that's not something that's going to go away. They're not just going to give you a few options. They're going to try to milk as many options as possible. If so get, you're always going to have to explain But those. if they get towards the Samsung family, like you can't walk into a retail store and just buy an S9 anymore. You have to get a 10. You can't just walk in and buy a Note 9 anymore. You have to get a Note 10. Like if they're what Android Authority is kind of what they're saying is they're going to take this model, then they would take that model. You wouldn't have that ability. Yeah, but right, Samsung but saying- also now has like the A series. Like they have the A50 and the S10e is a better, arguably, objectively a better value than the S9 right now. I mean, they do cover, I think what Evan's getting at is they have spent a lot of time developing a lineup that covers everything from mid-range to high mid-range to the premium market. And getting rid of the budget would be a departure from that strategy. I think that's more what he's trying to articulate. Yeah, yeah you're always going to have to try to explain one model, one generation from another generation. That's not ever going to go away. It's yeah. like the AirPods. If you're, if someone's going to come up to you and be like, well, why don't I just buy the first gen? Yeah. Tell me about the second gen. You're going to have to describe both, right? That's not going to go away with the iPhone. You still have customers coming in and asking about like prepaid 6Ss. You're going to have to sit there yeah. and tell them the specs of it. You're going to have to tell them the difference between the 7 and if they were to go up to an 8. Those kind of things, those aren't going to just go away. They're not just going to push those out like Christian said because they still make money off of those. You're yeah. always going to have to sit there and talk about every single one. No matter what, when those phones come out, there's always going to be the ones behind it that people are going to think about. I don't even know how, like, what were we even talking about originally? I was, like, how I was talking about how they would, like, they would push out the older phones. Oh. Which is, like... Honestly, this lineup would kind of like mesh in too. And they can do that when the iPhone SE 2 with home button comes out. Now you've pushed the iPhone 8 (laughs) out. Now you've pushed the 10R out for sure. Those are out if that happens. But you still have all of the 10s other than the XR? No, you would would only have the 11s at that point. Why wouldn't you have the XS? Because they'd kick it out of the... What? Because they've already already kicked the 10S out of the family. It, It has been discontinued. Yeah, but n- like, yeah, I, mm, I, I just mm. don't think I, I don't think that changing up when they release them will push away enough of them to where you'll never have to just start talking about all of them at once. I think it will. It's just gonna take some time. Like, am I get, like everything you're saying? Yes, I see that being true for the next one to three years. Mm-hmm. But after we have enough of this continuation, I think it would just kind of like lay in line with the Samsung families with the flagship phone releases. Has the 10R technically been discontinued? Not no. yet, no. Okay, so so we have the 8, the 10R, the, the 11. And the Pro Series. And the 11 Pro, Pro, Pro Max. Pro Max. So there's five iPhones in the lineup. And there's five Samsungs. You have the 10E, the 10, the 10 Plus, the Note 10, and the Note 10 Plus. You have the same amount of phones. Yeah. In well, the flagship series. Well, I mean, the S10e starts at 750, and the iPhone 8 starts at 450. So like, if you take it in that consideration... The Samsung lineup technically starts with like the J3 or the J2, but well, um, I guess are, I guess what I'm saying is like because they discontinued the J's. I guess what I'm saying is like it, like if we were to push older models off the shelf and like replace it with an iPhone SE 2, then you have because um, this is going from the perspective of like next March if they were to release like the iPhone 12, so you'd have the iPhone uh, iPhone SE 2, you have the iPhone 11, 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, and the iPhone 12. So that'd be five phones still in that lineup. Am I doing math wrong? No, I mean, that's all right. Because, yeah. I mean, all you're doing is kicking the 10R out for the 12. Yeah, I don't know. I think they'll always have, like, four or five phones in the lineup, whichever way you look at it. I just, I just don't think there's going to be I, a 
I but, think it would just help mesh it better because, like, I think the only reason why we have the issues now where nobody can de- tell the difference between the 10R, the 10Rs, the uh, 11s, yeah. the Pro, the 10Ss, all that is because they're being released at the same time. So one gets, like, right now, you don't see the really, like, on commercials, even watching TV, you tend to see the 11 more than you see the Pro Series. So like, Yeah, it's a bigger it's, seller. It's almost like they're advertising that the 11 is better than the Pro, which we all know it's not. But the more commercials you see, the more you just think, this is the phone I need. Yeah. Um, but if you change that into different time periods, then it might, I, it might swing you to think that the 12 is the latest and greatest and you need it. But as it rolls on, then you kind of see like, okay, the this is always the lesser series. This is the top end series. Yeah. I think it would release the confusion so much because you would have a set time for one series of phone, a set time for another series. Like you don't have anybody coming in and being like, so, I mean, we have it, but like, it's not that hard to distinguish between like the notes and the S series. Like yeah. they're, and I think a lot of like, not a lot of that, but definitely the time period of them being released helps because you're yeah. not having to sit there and talk about all your S-series phones and your notes at the same time. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I, I get really, what you're saying. Yeah. I guess I, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the first cycle that they do that in it's gonna March. Be it's going to be awful. Because then it's going to be like, uh, well, why, sh- why shouldn't I just wait six months for the next iPhone? Like, that's why, what I'm saying. I hate, I hate that sort of uh, coverage in, in tech news in general. It's like, like the, the OnePlus 7 just came out. Don't get it. Wait six months for the OnePlus 17. It's like, that is such a stupid argument because, one, if you're ready to get a phone, you're going to get a phone. If you're you know willing to hold off, you're going to hold off. Like telling somebody to wait six months just because there's going to be a slightly better version of that phone out is absolutely stupid to me. But you're also like, going to see people that, that do understand that the you know, in six months from now, the new phone's going to come out. Well, that's what I'm saying. But okay. Okay. So let's say, yeah, one plus seven rolls out. I don't get it. Cause I want to wait till the one plus seven T and then that same stupid story comes out. And it's like, don't buy the one plus seven T the one plus eight is going to be revolutionary six months later. Like that is the cycle. It's I cannot stand. Cycle right. The I, next phone's always going to be six months away. I can't stand that sort of coverage. And it happens all the time. Like just in like tech news that I read that it drives me insane. Yeah. It's like if you like the features and if they match your needs or if you just want it, screw it, get it. Like enjoy the phone for 6 months. Like that's like um I watched this really interesting video from I, I think it was also Linus Tech Tips. I refer to him a lot, but um he was talking about the best time to buy an iPhone and surprisingly the best time to buy an iPhone besides Black Friday is right when it launches because that phone will only be discounted about 100 bucks uh traditionally. Uh, whatever the next phone comes out a year from September. So you're telling me 12 months is worth a hundred dollar discount of enjoying that phone and using the features. Like it's that same sort of argument. I don't know. I, I just cannot stand that <laughs> just wait six months argument. And I know that's going to happen if Apple does switch to that cycle. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm like not, not grooving on. I but. feel it. You'll have to let us know what you guys think. Yeah, boy. Do you wanna do you want a six month cycle? Or you wanna stick with that twelve month cycle? I mean, you still. I don't know. I still think you'd have a twelve month cycle, in a way. Yeah, I mean, you. I came into discussion like, like really against it, but you kind of turned me a little bit towards the six month cycle a little bit. Yeah, I would say because like it might be a six month, but like if you have the Pro series now, six months from now, you're not gonna go to the twelve because it's gonna be the economic phone. Yeah. So you're gonna wait that year still. True. And then if you have an 11, then you might look at your six-month cycle to go to the 12, but then you're now start a year cycle till the 13 comes. So, True. 
This is true. Fair. Maybe they'll finally put an Apple Pencil with an iPhone, and they'll call it the iPhone 12 Pro Max Note. That'd be kind of cool. That's hot. <laughs> Not the name, but... That's hot. That's hot. Apple Pencil's kind of cool. The iPhone Note 11 Pro Max 12. <laughs> S. Fold. S. Fold. <laughs> Fold. S-E. Two. With a home button. <laughs> with with touch bar. And retina display. Super retina display. We should, we... 120 hertz. <laughs> All right. Um, I think it's time for me to accept my roast. What do you guys think? I am ready. We accept, I've been right. ready all day. Can we, we, can we start with a dear, dear apology? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, you mean from me? Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to apologize for anything. Um, <laughs> I think it's only fair. So I may have miscalculated the Pixel 4 XL, at least. Uh, so I think sometimes we fall into the trap of reviewing a device from afar, and we judge devices without ever having used them on a day-to-day basis. But really, who can blame you? Because phones are, let's say, not cheap, and there's no great way to gauge their real-world usage without eating a hefty restocking fee, that is, with most retailers. So, um, with that said, uh, I did pick up the Pixel 4 XL about four days ago, and I've been using it as my daily driver. And I don't want to just rehash the stuff we said in our Pixel review. Um, You should go and listen to that episode. But I do want to give some perspective on the everyday use of the device. Pop it. Nice. Um, Feel free to jump in on any of these little points so I don't talk for 20 minutes straight. I'm kind of want to hear you eat your words. I don't know. You're the one with the test drive of the phone. I know, but you know, if you got something to chime in, whatever. Shut up. I just want to say, yep. I knew this was going to (laughs) happen. I tried to make it happen. I tried. We tried to get you to do it first off. We tried to get you to get it, and then oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, tried to offer you a free Pixel Four numerous times. Free, quote unquote. I have to add a new line onto my AT and T account and spend fifty bucks a month for the service. Scam. And keep it for 30 months, but it's yeah, it's whatever. free over that time. So. Stupid. Um, yeah, we had that. We had that. That was like our first running story of the podcast was like, what phone is that going to get? And it was like from episode one to episode 12, I think. Yeah. yeah. When he's oh, like, yeah, screw it. I'm not getting that. <laughs> it's stupid. Um, but okay. So let's, uh, let's start with the things I like. And just for a disclaimer, this was the first like pixel phone i've ever used as a daily driver i did have a pixel one that i bought off somebody from facebook marketplace and they spoofed me on the imei so it was actually reported as stolen so i never got to actually use it so 200 bucks down the drain nice but uh no um i've used nexus phones in the past but i was really excited about this one because it was the first android phone that had gestures native to it i love gesture interfaces so i was pretty stoked about that but anywho um some of the things i like uh my overall impression was it's it's really an experience over specs phone, just like an iPhone. And it's not just a phone that's, <clears throat> excuse me, made for Android. It's the first phone that lets Android really shine and do its own thing. Um, it's made to showcase the software. So all the animations, they're really clean. They're really smooth. This, the software feels alive. Everything just kind of like bounces around the screen, which is really nice. And like everything's got like just this really consistent animation style. So even when you're going to the home screen, or if you're activating the assistant, like it's just got this like springiness to it that makes the phone like feel like not a brick in your hand. I do love activating the assistant. Yeah, it's so on the nice. Pixel 4. It's so nice. It's, it's so, so nice. satisfying. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, more onto like some uh, some uh, specific features. The face unlock is really good. It's it's super good. It's really fast. Um, it's ready the moment I pick it up, and it works like from most angles. Um, and the motion sense really helps with that too because it. We've talked about this before, but um, 
it detects whenever you're reaching for the phone and it fires up that face camera. So like it's like I can pick up the phone and put it up to my face and by the time I get it there I swipe up and it's ready to go. Like it's really quick. Of course I got a microphone on my face so it doesn't work right now. Um, if I were to try that, could I do it? No. Like have you tried it with somebody else? No, you can try it though. Because a, a big worry was that it would try it so fast like it would it wouldn't actually look for all your features. Oh. No, I, it's I mean, not finding my face. So I didn't think it would. Like, um, I wonder if they found somebody that was like very similar looking to you. Probably. Might, like, if you find your doppelganger in the world, find an ostrich or some shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> self roast. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just got it. Fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but no, the face unlock is super cool. It's it's very seamless. It doesn't have the pop up camera, which you know has its benefits. On the you okay there, Evan? That was you, just funny. Right. Self roast. Um, but uh. Yeah, like it, it doesn't have the pop-up camera and it doesn't have the in-display fingerprint reader, so it really is hands-free. Like you swipe up on it and it's ready to go. So big win there. Huge fan of face unlock. Motion sense really works for that. Um, it's not so this next feature isn't exclusive to the Pixel, but I'm really glad it has it, and that's the wireless charging. Did you did you go out and buy the Pixel stand? I did buy too? the Pixel stand. Of course okay. you did. Yeah. I was like, I, I may as well jump into it. Just do the whole thing. Yeah. Why not? Um, but no, I really, I really have been enjoying the pixel stand. It's just a wireless charger, but you know, it stands on my desk. It does the job. It looks clean. It's one of the better looking wireless chargers, but I miss not having wireless charging on my OnePlus phones. And I, I really hope they include it on the eight cause I'm definitely going to get it. I'm not going to lie when like the pixel threes were out and selling a lot. Uh-huh. That was like, I'm the pixel stand was my favorite thing to sell just cause like if you had a Pixel phone with the Pixel stand, it made the phone that much better just when it was charging. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, why? So the coolest thing, which I don't know if you played around with it, I thought was like the like everybody uses their phone as an alarm. Yeah. And so you can set the alarm, and it has like natural lighting to wake you up in yeah, the morning. It, yep, it does that. Yeah. Um, and then like the as you do that, mm-hmm. um, when you actually like. I, with the four, and I don't think it was a feature in the three. With the four, you can just wave your hand over it to mm-hmm. have it like set it off, yeah. wake you up. It'll tell you like all your alerts, like what you have planned for the day. It'll tell you the weather. Yeah. Uh, you can have like if it's just like sitting there and on your desk charging something, you can have it tr- turn into a, like a photo frame where you can have you just go through your photo gallery as you want. Yeah. So it's not just your blank phone. It's sitting there. It's like running you through pictures and stuff like that. It's yeah. a it's super cool. Yeah, no, it's a it's a cool. I I've been enjoying the Pixel Stand a lot. Um, you mentioned something about using Motion Sense for the alarms. I'll get to that. Um, yeah, I could. That's probably, I'll that's get not to that. Yeah, it's not, it's not in the first segment. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, what are some other things I really like? I really like Squeeze Gesture. I mentioned that before. Um, I'm still getting used to it, like because I just have the habit of saying okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like switching over to the Squeeze, it's really nice. Um. I didn't finish this sentence below it, but I know what it, I know what was it, what it was about. Um, so on the Pixel launcher, there's the on the Android 10, there's like the corner assistant yes. prompts. I don't know why you need that if you have a squeeze feature on it. It's kind of redundant. I guess maybe if your phone's on a table, you can just a quick swipe out of the corner. I mean, yeah, but I I don't know. I I just I don't care for how the those little lines look yeah. on the home screen. It's just, it's not that like it goes away after a couple seconds, but I don't know. It seems kind of redundant, but I, I, I see your point. Um, that would, I mean, that's the only reason why. Otherwise I fully agree with you. Yeah. Just, or if there's someone that can't like, doesn't have the hand strength to grip it. That's true. To squeeze it. Then I hope they're not holding their phone. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> <laughs> if you can't squeeze a phone. Yeah. I guess hold it. 
You yeah, know what the, I meant? It's not the same squeeze, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> there are some perspectives we haven't thought of. Thank you, Evan. Um, yeah, you're welcome. One of the other things I really liked on it was, um, like I mentioned before, it lets the software just be software, and it really does play into the Google ecosystem. And usually whenever we talk about ecosystems, we're talking about the Apple ecosystem because of how you know well it works. Um, but Google's ecosystem does work really well together, even across different devices. Ah, so go out and get a Chromebook. Get you a Chromebook. Um, <laughs> Stadia. I, get, don't get Stadia. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I bought, um, I, I kind of teched out my room over Black Friday. I bought some cool stuff. I bought the LifeX uh, LED strips, which is really cool. I put on the back of my TV. And so I have it like, uh, like going through an animated color scene, like just when I'm chilling in my room, it's really cool. And then I also got the, uh, the Lenovo smart alarm clock, which I'm not totally sold on yet, but I have it next to my TV. Evan has one in here right now. Yes, I do. And they both roasted me for it. And sure enough, here we go. He I has still, one. I still roast you for it. I still don't think it's a good purchase. Gosh, I, I for, told you it was half off. See, see what happens. They roast me. And then <laughs> sure enough, here they both go and they start doing it. Maybe at least one, but I mean, he ridiculous. said he bought one. He's, he's like halfway on the board with it. I just, it, it's just, it's, it's an enhanced home mini. Like, it's, yeah, it tells me what time it is. My phone does that. My watch does that. Okay, so, no, I will say where uh-huh. I have it, which you guys can't see, it's just, it's across my room. The nicest thing is literally just the the clock. It's not bright. Yeah. It doesn't wake me up in the in in the middle of the night. And if I do wake up and wonder what time it is, I just look across my room and there it is. Boom. I can look Very over dim. my nightstand, and tap my phone once, and do it. Anyways, <sighs> whatever. That's I don't know. neither here nor there. That's a, a first world problem. It's a convenience thing. But like I have a so right now it looks stupid because I have my digital alarm clock like my old Sony one which is super reliable um, right next to my new Lenovo smart alarm clock because I haven't decided if I'm going to keep it. So here's one of the big reasons I wanted uh, to get that is because I've had a Google Home Mini for like probably a year now. I got up last Black Friday and I never really messed with it but I took the time to go through the Google Home app which by the way you can do a lot of cool stuff with the Google Home app but my god is it messy. It is, it is messy. so difficult to use like even for somebody that wants to use it it's it's a lot of freaking menus i wish they would simplify it but that actually like upsets me i that? had the home app for a little bit uh-huh. um i had a well my roommate had a like uh insignia speaker mm-hmm. that had a google home assistant in it so like that was nice uh we had a uh not a the it's not the ring because the ring's amazon nest uh yeah a, a nest nest and, hello or whatever yeah their their doorbell yeah we had that for a little bit um and then uh we had chromecast yeah and like it was one of those things like they're all google they yeah. all were centered in the home app which was nice but yeah. they were all their own separate like yeah tab in there and it's like why can't you just have it like in one nice simple menu? Like it okay, it does look a lot nicer now, but it's still just setting things up minutely takes a lot of effort because they the menu are just so complicated. And I wish it was simpler because again, it's a really cool system. Um 
again it's it's a lot simpler than it used okay. to be yeah that's that looks a lot nicer yeah. I, you guys can't see it but he just showed me on his what the home app looks like now it used to be a lot trash worse. yeah, yeah. <laughs> trash um but no what i do with it is i'll i hook up my uh my google home mini with my lenovo smart clock now and they act as one speaker so i can have like dual audio going when i'm just like studying or doing homework so that's really cool. I kind of want to get a bigger speaker and get rid of the alarm clock so I have some bass going because they're all, you know, not big speakers. But um, really cool stuff. Um, again, that's not specific to the Pixel 4 or anything, but I I think it was worth mentioning. Um, and then last on my list of likes, which actually second to last, I'm going to add one more, is the camera. That camera is ballin'. Um, it takes amazing still photos like i'm not a big photography guy i've mentioned that on previous episodes i'm not big on cameras but whenever i do use the camera it takes phenomenal shots like even when somebody's moving in the frame it'll still take like a complete still portrait like it looks incredible um the lines and colors are really sharp and it consistently gives like that like distinct pixel look which i really appreciate um one of the oddities though is like I use Snapchat a lot on my phone and the front facing camera, for whatever reason, it like bulges out in the middle every now and then. Like it's a really noticeable warp effect. Hmm. And I don't know if it's Snapchat or the front facing camera. I'm guessing it's Snapchat because it doesn't do it on the native app. Yeah. So I I would think it would be Snapchat with like kind of how Android in a long time, like alone, like it it was geared towards iOS. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. I I would say it's probably half of it. It was so weird. Like it's so weird. Like you'll just, you'll have your face on there and then suddenly it makes you look like 20 pounds heavier really odd little thing i don't know if again i'm guessing it's a snapchat thing but um the last one on my list of things that i whoa, really like on, real quick. Whoa, 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 yeah is have you i don't know have do you use portrait mode at all uh on the main shooter like yeah on your uh on the pixel like have you gone to the portrait feature and actually used it yeah have you got used to that weird like 1.2 zoom yeah, it it, so it does it do with that with the iPhones? No, no, no. No, it only does it with the Pixel. It does that, so it does that on my OnePlus too. Like it, it'll uh, zoom in a little bit, and so you kind of have to like adjust back a little bit. You so. can adjust back though, and it's not using the telephoto. Well, I mean, like moving it's your weird. like move your Literally body move back. Your body, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's that's so weird. I didn't I know, know that. I didn't know that wasn't a thing on the iPhones. Yeah, no, it just it's your regular photo still. Oh, yeah, no, it definitely zooms in a bit. Interesting. I I didn't even think about that. Um. Last thing I had on the things I really like is the build quality. I love how the thing feels. Um, the back of it, like that frosted glass, like I went without a case today for the first time and I love it so much. Like the the aluminum frame on the side, like the matte aluminum feels really good. Like it, it feels secure. It doesn't feel like you're about to slip with like a stainless steel, like a polished one. So That was but, one thing I was impressed with also because I, I dissed that pretty hard yeah. in one of the episodes how terrible I thought it looked. I'm still not a fan of how it looks necessarily. I still think it does look kind of tacky, but it, it feels amazing. I love I love the I like the big like black border on around the side. If I were, I'm not sure if I'm gonna keep this phone. I'm probably not. But um, <laughs> if I if I were to have one to keep, I'd probably get the white color because I love the white yeah. on black look. It's so clean. Um, but the orange is is a, it's a looker for sure. So that kind of wraps up all the things I really liked about the Pixel. Should we get into the the not so great ones so things i'm not a fan of and this is uh, in somewhat of an order of like petty to actual problems <laughs> so the first one i cannot stand is the home screen customization so you can't change that stupid at a glance widget that's just stuck on the home screen it's it's stuck there 
it's really helpful, but like I don't want to see it all the damn time. And there's no way to disable it unless you use a third-party launcher, which if you use a third-party launcher, as of right now, the gestures do not work on it. So you have to use the old three-button navigation system. Hmm. So like screw that. Like I'm not going to do that. So I'm stuck with the default launcher with some widgets that I don't like. Um, and then other small things, it's like, I wish I could manually decide what color I want the accents on the search bar to be. It sounds stupid, but on Nova Launcher, I have it like black and white, so it's not the stupid Google colors on it. So it's just small stuff like that that kind of drives me insane. Um, second one we kind of mentioned earlier is Project Soli. I'm not sold on it. It's really nice for the sense feature, like whenever you're reaching for the phone. But otherwise, motion sense sucks. And I, I was listening to the, um, I mentioned for the fourth time, Android Authority podcast today, and they were talking about the Pixel. And out of all the Pixel XL reviews they listened to or like like did themselves, all of them had a success rate of about 30% on like the skip track feature where you wave your hand whenever you're listening to music. And it just didn't work the other parts of the time. So also, I'm not going to lie. I'm amazing at that feature. I cannot get it to... Freaking work. I won't, oh, like, we'll drop an F-bomb. <laughs> I cannot get that shit to work. Yeah, like, at the one where we were, we have a display of it, and they, we have a Pokemon game on there. Yeah. Um, and I can just, all day, just wave that. Oh, and I can't. 100%, it's like 80 to 100%, depending on the day. But I never have under, like, 80%. Where Is it, it a 4 work. or 4XL? It's a 4XL. Damn, okay, because, like, the things I was reading was the 4 was actually working better than the 4XL. Yeah, no, the one, one at work is the 4XL, and I'm great at it. I can't get, <laughs> I can't, I've tried so many different, like, like flicking my wrist, not flicking my wrist, like, hand vertical, hand horizontal. Like, I've tried so many things, it just does not work. It just suck. And the thing is, it doesn't tell you what you're doing wrong. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, just like, try it. it's just looking at you like, what are you, stupid? Like, <laughs> what, you can't figure it out? Fucking idiot. <laughs> you idiot. You idiot. Um, so yeah, that was a, that's a big miss for me. Like for having the forehead, which I actually didn't mind that much. It's just like a notch. You just kind of get used to it. Um, but even with that giant forehead space, it's kind of worthless in my opinion, besides the sense feature, uh, which brings me to my final big one. And you knew this was coming is the battery. So it's not terrible necessarily. Uh, I can actually get through to an evening on a single charge if I pick it up at like 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, and when I'm doing work at my desk with the Pixel stand, I can just you know set it on there and then it charges up and you know whatever, no problem. But that's kind of the problem is I don't trust it to get me through an entire day on its own without having to constantly worry about like where my next charge is going to come from, like what my brightness is set at, or if I have to disable the 90 hertz screen, which I should not have to do. But that's really what it comes down to is like, it's a battery that I have to plan my day around and I just cannot stand doing that. Also, so like, are you like, have you gone into developer options and like, no turn? So you do have it where it's dumbing down to 60 hertz still? Yeah, I have it set to adaptive display. Like, what do you see more? More 90 hertz or 60? Um, I'd say I see 90 hertz more, but it's not, contrary to what I've heard on other reviews, it's not very jarring when it does switch to 60 because it switches to 60 during like some, when I'm on some Chrome pages for some reason that Isn't I notice. like high use periods. So like if you're on your phone for like a, a strong period of time or if you're on like high demanding stuff. It might be. It's um, supposed to be like high demanding, but also like when you're scrolling and stuff like that, it's supposed to know how you're navigating the phone 
and it hmm. shuts it off when you're like if you're like watching a YouTube video or something like that it's supposed to dumb it down then something where it's still or you're not having to like touch anything essentially yeah. I mean it's supposed to move itself up and down regarding on like what you're doing hmm. I mean whatever they did software wise like I actually did not I, I've been using a 90 hertz phone since like what May of this year so like I know when it's 90 hertz and I know it's when it's 60 because it's pretty jarring and it's pretty different than what I'm used to. But like, I, I don't notice it many times throughout the interface, honestly. So I don't know if they fit because I got an update the day I got it. So I don't know if they maybe fixed that during that update or, or what, but it's actually been pretty good in that, in that situation. But it honestly kind of sounds like give this phone three more months worth of updates and it might be a good phone. Yeah, it, so. it might be. But again, it's like, I think about, I think about it this way. Um, I can barely get through a day right now on it, and that's on a fresh battery. Like I bought it used, but it was, like the person that had it only had it for like less than a week, so yeah. it's still a very fresh, very new battery, and it's only gonna get worse. Yeah, like it's only gonna degrade from that point. Yeah. So like if that's how it is now, I don't know if I can get through later. So kind of just to wrap up my thoughts, um, because of where we work, I often think about phones in the the terms of. Would I or would I not recommend it? Do I feel comfortable knowing that someone will be using this thing for two plus years? And for the Pixel 4 XL, in that specific scenario, I actually would not recommend it to most people. Uh, for the average user, it just does not meet your average needs. The battery just doesn't hold up. It takes away from the other awesome features and dictates that you be tied to a charger at least once or twice a day. And ultimately, that's why I don't, I don't want to recommend it. Um, and like I said, that battery is just going to get worse and worse over time. With that said, though, I would feel comfortable recommending it to the Android purist who appreciates the clean software and plans on getting a new phone every year because the battery is not going to be as big of an issue. Um, and like I said, uh, <laughs> this is the first Pixel phone that I've used day-to-day -day that wasn't reported stolen, and I've kind of got reinforced in my belief that Pixels are the iPhone of Android. It's the best showcase of Android software, but with some head-scratching restrictions on user customization. And I'm just hoping that Pic or that Google learns from Apple and starts prioritizing battery when they make the Pixel 5 next year. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope. And that's my <laughs> that's my review. That's hot. That's that's hot. Like I said, I actually really enjoyed it. I uh, I was sitting there with my roommate or I Denton, who was on last week's episode, and I was like, dude, I love this phone, but man, do I freaking hate this phone. Like, there's just, <laughs> ah, just some things I cannot stand about it. But you know, if you're if you're a sucker for Android software, it's um. It's a, it's a pretty sick phone. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Phone Buzz Podcast, the show brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz Podcast and give us a follow and review our Spotify wherever you listen to our podcasts. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Krause. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. Have a good night. Bye. Peace.